The following presentation is brought to you by the Franchise Network. Geeks, Utaku's fanboys, and fangirls, welcome to the welcome back to the Talking Pop. It's the podcast where two brothers with two different personalities discuss pop culture news, video games, and more. And every week, something new comes to the table. As always, I'm Alfonso Bergen, known as the Franchise, and across from me is my co-host, my brother Andy. Hey guys, I know it's been a while since the last time we got together because I was in California the last few weeks, and of course. Uh, I got back. Um, it was a great trip. I went to Disneyland. So, yes, currently right now I'm wearing a Disneyland t-shirt right now that I bought at the park. And I got to meet Mickey and, and went on a few rides. Um, and, of course, you know, coming back and finding time to do the podcast again. Of course, me and my bro Andy, we work on different schedules. So, just try to find the time to get back together and, of course, um, discuss, you know, because, I mean, there's been a lot going on in the world of pop culture with all the sex scandal allegations and all that stuff that's... Coming to surface, it'll start with Kevin Spacey, and now it's been, you know, branch out everywhere according to film ever since the whole Harvey Weinstein thing that's been going around now. You know, John Lasseter from Pixar, head of Pixar, is taking the leave of absence. Um, the editor for DC is um, got fired, and it's like a lot of things going on. It's like a domino effect that's been going on. And it'll start with that Harvey Weinstein because finally women are finally, you know, raising their voices. So... But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're actually going to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Um, me and my bro Andy finally saw the movie, like, yeah, a few weeks later. So I'll let you guys know, warning, fair warning, that it's going to be spoilers. So we're just warning right now, if you've not seen the movie, watch. go ahead, watch the movie, and then come back and watch, listen to our review. And that's Because we're going to discuss a lot of key points in the film. You know, what we like about it, what we didn't like about it, characters, you know, going over the plot. And getting away a lot of spoilers. So, like I said, before we do, I'm going to let my bro Andy give a little introduction of Thor Ragnarok. And we'll jump back and forth. So, sit back, enjoy the ride. Um, Alright, so, we uh, get welcome back into Thor Ragnarok. Um, I don't know, for anybody who's seen the first two. Uh, I was one of the people that came into Thor watching the second one. Because I, I saw bits and pieces of um, the first Thor. Uh <clears throat> Mainly seeing the dynamic between him and Natalie Portman's character. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Natalie Portman's character. <coughs> oh god, I'm sorry about that. And uh, seeing his transition and his dynamics with Loki and going through each one. And <coughs> oh my god, going through... Seeing Thor Ragnarok um, compared to... Fuck. Sorry. Please excuse for the coughing. Um, <laughs> uh, it, is cold. it is the cold season over here. I mean... Oh, and I have something <laughs> in my throat. Sorry about that. Did you do, buddy? Um, you want to get some water or something? No, I'm fine. <coughs> sorry, freaking out. Um, no, sorry about that. Anyways, I I got to see dark, dark. Is it a dark world? Right? Oh yeah, it was dark Thor, world. Thor, yeah, dark world. The second movie. So that's when I got my full experience, my full version of uh, Th- Thor and <coughs> what Chris Hemsworth brings to the part of him and obviously how he's been so significant in his casting and all that jazz but um <coughs> god damn it what a terrible intro um <laughs> just looking at my me coughing for two minutes um no i didn't see the obviously like i said i didn't see the first one in its entirety i saw bits and pieces because uh, frankly it's really it's a long one and then seeing the second one it was it went by pretty fast because i kind of went in going in with like not really following the major um, developing plot they have that's obviously gives them <coughs> Thor his purpose in covering Asgard and whatnot. <coughs> Fuck, sorry. But going into going into Thor Ragnarok, we kind of what's good about the, the Thor movies is that they follow some sort of sequ- sequential plot between like Thor, his relationship with Loki. But then in Thor Ragnarok, he's kind of in his his own little standalone character where we kind of get a little bit more of his personality and how he sort of maneuvers around in the galaxy and we kind of catch up with him. Uh, We catch up with Thor and he's kind of 
fighting around in the realms. Um, so uh, we do see him as he returns to Asgard because we we yeah. later see that uh, Loki is spoiler Loki's um, impersonating his impersonating his father Odin as he's you know watching the throne before him and uh, we see him walking into Asgard um, catching. Odin, a.k.a. Loki in disguise, and using his shapeshifter powers into being Odin watching a play of, of uh, how him Loki. and his brother and his discursion, how Odin passed away and all that stuff, and it was really all a lie, because it's, like, it's just Loki talking up his his own self through Odin. Um, but we see that Thor looks right past us, and we see that, like, things haven't changed, but that uh, Odin is now gone, and he's not taking the throne anymore. And then we see that his the the was the sister the casted out sister. Uh, oh yeah, they find out that eventually, um, I guess it's like Hella, who's played yeah, by the wonderful Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Um, just to give you, before we jump to the next point, during that play with Loki, which I find comical because he's pretty much making Loki like the tracky hero. If you guys didn't see that cameo, who was playing Loki? It was Matt Damon. Oh yeah, Matt Damon, Matt Damon had a cameo yeah. in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. So <laughs> sorry, Ben Affleck, but your best friend Matt. He's in a Marvel movie, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, he was playing Loki. I didn't catch it at first, and then I finally realized, because yeah, I was yeah. looking at him like, I'm like, oh my god, that's Matt Damon. So I'm like, oh god, I guess he's like good friends with the director, um, and I'm, that's why I'm assuming he's a good friend with the director, and that was cool. He actually got a cameo in the... Uh, in a movie, so, and he got a cameo as, um, playing Loki in that little play, it was kind of funny, because that play gave a little bit of what the dark role was, but yeah. basically the whole thing was making Loki, like, the hero, and then seeing Anthony Hopkins once again as Odin, you know, he's a great thespian, so, it's great seeing him again playing a comical Odin, of course, everyone knows, it's Loki, but, back to my bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, like, the, the main, I want to say the main antagonist of this, that kind of drives the story and the purpose is, uh, Hela. Who was actually the sister, the the main the firstborn, the, the, yeah. first, the firstborn of Odin, and um, they tell so she kind of comes back and wants to take Asgard because she feels it's rightfully hers and she's very powerful, more powerful than uh, Thor and Loki combined. She tries to she does she tries to uncover the the false the false truths that Odin created around him as far as how he built the kingdom. And they knew about Hela, but they didn't know that she, he, they must, they didn't get the full story because those are mainly Odin and Hela. We see that they, they were built like, this kingdom together, but Odin, Odin didn't want, obviously he realized how the potential of her own power and how she, she became greed with she it. Keep, yeah. You know, just like any, any, um, rise to power and fall from grace type of story to where she, she was dangerously immense with her power, and he couldn't... He Obviously, Odin being the one god didn't want... You obviously can't be a god. There's something better than you. So he, you know, casted her out. Um, tried to... And he ha did they have her lock, her lock it away? Yeah, apparently um, Odin had her lock away, but the problem was, I guess, Odin's life force was keeping Hela a bit. Yeah. Um, because what happened was, apparently, it was uh, basically his life force is... Uh, Basically, is what was was his power was containing Hela, and I guess what basically the whole gist of it is if he ends up losing his life, and like he starts his life force starts flowing away, then Hela becomes you know she wakes up, she, um, she she gets out of prison basically because, yeah. and we get to see Surtur for a little bit. I mean, Surtur makes an appearance. Um, I don't know who plays Surtur, but it was a good CGI work. Um, he does warn that Thor that Thor as a father is no longer an Asgard, even though. Um, Thor is curious about it, and oh yeah, that's right. Because he's, he's like, like What's going on Thor didn't know about it until Searcher revealed them. Hey, just give you a heads up. Your dad's not on Asgard. Yeah. That's not your dad. Basically, he was saying, "Oh, that's not your, that's not my like." Thor's like, "That's about my father." I'm like, "I guess so, not." Yeah, he thought he was running Asgard, but really Loki or Loki uh, was Odin getting was out in somewhere. What was it? Was it Norway? He was in. Yeah, apparently um, we did not learn that until and good. Um, Doctor Strange makes an appearance in the oh, movie, yeah, yeah. played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, he comes out because um, what happened was, I guess uh, Loki um, pretty much had uh, Odin shipped away to New York because you know Odin, um, Loki has that power of manipulation and illusionist, so he had him go to New York and at a retirement home. He finds out Loki um, Odin he put um, Odin in a retirement home, so pretty much. Uh, Thor and uh, Loki end up going to New York, and of course, Thor, being the popular one, gets pictures taken with, with the with New Yorkers, and you see Loki being uh, wearing his nice black suit and everything. So 
hands up. Uh, of course, Doctor Strange is aware of their presence, so he sends him a card with the address, Bleecker Street. You know where the. Oh uh, yeah, they, he invites him because he want. Obviously, they they're trying to find where his father went because he kept it and hidden only certain people. And know, I guess so. Yeah. And Doctor Strange knew about it, and so they go and. Doctor of course, Strange wasn't. Power. He's like he he texts like somehow still leave. Like he had like he invited Thor in, but he put Loki somewhere else, and it's kind of funny where. Loki was in a random dimension, and Loki's like, "Oh, I've been falling forever." Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of comical. Yeah, so. they, they they try to throw in their little their comedic relief stuff, but um, yeah. So they they the thing that mainly drives this plot is that they're trying to they're trying to recapture Asgard because Hela comes in and she just she destroys the hammer, causing yeah. She Mjolnir gets destroyed. That's how how the strong first, strong she is. Yeah, the first time they they meet each other again. It was just Thor, Loki, and, and Hela, and then Hela, and then fight, and then he throws his uh, Majorna, and, and she, she just stops it. stops it and crushes them. It's like, holy shit, she broke Thor's hammer, which obviously symbolically we're just like, oh, it's like, dang, that must be powerful because that's the fucking hammer. It's like breaking Captain America's shield. Um, in that sense that we hold so much symbolism to these weapons and the heroes that they carry them. And so, obviously, it renders it renders Thor's not completely powerless, but definitely a handicap facing another god and Loki too. Um, they had to kind of work together in the weirdest ways to get um, to get try to dethrone Hela from her craziness and taking over Asgard. And so we see that Thor's traveling around, but um, and the sad thing too was the Warriors Three. You know, the people that have been supporting Thor over the last well, few movies, with, with the exception of Lady Sif. Apparently, you know, we have not seen Lady Sif since Agents of Shield. That's the only appearance we've seen her, and we don't know where she's at. They never mentioned where she is, which surprisingly, I don't know if it's because the actress who plays her is. I know she's doing that one show, Blind Spot. So uh, I'm guessing yeah. it's because she's doing that. They couldn't get a reach her, and they had the Three Warriors Three, but it kind of sucks because she ends up. Spoiler alert: she ends up killing them. She ends up killing all three of them, basically. That's how powerful oh, Hela yeah. is. Everyone as got... She, as she goes... It was kind of like... that. The scene where Hela comes into Asgard is kind of like the scene... The Bifrost, yeah. It's like, kind of like the Bifrost scene, or, or the... Because or they escape from movies, her first. When you just launch in, and they just try to... They try to hold, like, a wave. Um, They try to hold a wave. Because she obviously goes into Odin's palace, and then she wants to take over Asgard with her guys. Um, And the reason she gets in is because... um. What what's Idris Salva's character? Oh, Hamdal, he's not there. He's not watching the, only, the door. It's he's not watching the door. So for some reason, it's like Scourge's name played by. I'm trying to get the, let me get the actor's name. Um, his name. That was a, what's his name? Oh um, man, it wasn't Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yeah, Carl Urban played Scourge, but I think it actually was a good representation of Scourge. Yeah, all right, yeah. I mean, he, he had the look and everything from the comics. I kind of like for a fact he had more dialogue because definitely, yeah. Because in the comics, he hardly talks. He's just like you know that silent, you know. He just attacks. But here the game of personality, which I like, you know, sometimes, you know, that's why Loki became, you know, really popular because, you know, he has a personality. And that's why Loki's always, like, the favorite when it comes to the Marvel villains in the cinematic universe. But I kind of like that Scourge, you know, played by Carl Urban. He took that character to the well in hand. So, yeah. Apparently, uh, Scourge was actually the, the keeper of the doorway, the, the Bifrost well, right now. Fine. Because Hamdow, it's because what happened was... Loki pretending to be old and end up like exiling Hamdal. Yeah, that's what happened. So he just was in order. Yeah, he did it on purpose. So I mean, Thor wasn't aware of it because mm-hmm. I guess he because was... like I said, this movie took place two years. So so after the Dark World, basically, you know, that's why it explains you know, why was I'm assuming this movie explains why he wasn't as to a war. So like I said, that's why they never mentioned anything. Well, and of course because then of course you know, like I said, going back to the main plot, you know, Hela destroys everything. So. What happens is they try to escape again through the Bifrost, and of course, uh, Thor and Thor and, uh, and Loki end up getting away, but they end up getting transported somewhere else. And this is where the whole interplanetary thing uh, concept, which in turn kind of goes deep into the Planet Hulk type thing, because and of how course, they and how like I've seen co- from the the trailers if you saw it. If you saw the trailers, like basically Hulk comes out. Of course, once again, being played by the wonderful Mark Ruffalo. And that's kind of cool because, but before we did the whole Thor and Hulk meeting, um, you know, Thor ends up getting washed up on this one planet where basically everything gets dumped. Everything's, it's like a big junkyard. And he gets, like, found by these, like, inhabitants who actually determine he eats food or something. It was kind of, really, kind of hilarious. Like, we're going to determine if you're food or not. You are food. And they try to go after him. But, of course, they get torted by uh, Valkyrie, who's played by Tessa Thompson, who she did a wonderful job playing the character of Valkyrie. Ends up working, uh... 
as a scrapper for scrapper 142 under the grandmaster mm-hmm. so she ends up finding thor like first she doesn't know who, like thor saying oh, i'm the great thor you know blah blah, blah you know but of course oh she, God, get, she gets taken are. down he gets taken down by a taser net yeah. Because she freaking shoots like a little taser thing and he gets shocked every time he tries to act up, which is kind of hilarious. It's kind of like the thing they put in, if you guys seen that, the Suicide Squad movie, the thing that they blow up their necks they move. But this move one like actually this, shocks just, you, it just like attaches you. Yeah, it just shocks you like those dog collars. Um, but yeah, he meets Valkyrie and Valkyrie takes him to this kind of inter, this kind of like placemat. Sakaar, I think Dimension. is what the plan is called. Yeah, it's called the Sakaar. Yeah, Sakaar realm, and like it's, it's just like a in be- like a zone in between. I think was it the the nether realm, maybe. Yeah, Asgard, like the different regions. Like it's yeah. all you know space shit. So it's like it's an in between thing that nobody knows. Like no, like nobody gives a fuck who you are there because all it, all the Grandmaster does is just hold these like Roman fucking Colosseum type fights just between. The, of fighters of his choosing just for fun and to cheer up a crowd and he's very spectacle played by Jeff Goldblum which is his fucking it's Jeff Goldblum so he's always <laughs> puts his own little spin on things and he plays pretty good um and obviously he, he uh the Grandmaster has his his grand champion which happens to be the Hulk um but Thor going into this planet after getting captured by Valkyrie he wakens and he meets the Grandmaster he obviously meets Valkyrie and like why the fuck did you capture me but she doesn't give him those answers and shit but he meets the Grandmaster, and the Grandmaster's like, oh, well, you're going to be my new fighter and all this shit. And so, obviously, Thor's got to survive. So, it's like we catch a little mini glimpse of Marvel Gladiator, and so he has to go. And, and of course, then, his hair yeah. gets cut, guys. He loses his, his he hair. He has to cut his hair. And it's funny because Stan Lee is the barber. Yeah. It's hilarious. The one, the one cameo that Stan Lee does, he ends up being the barber for Thor, and they shave his hair off. He's like, anything but my hair, and they show it off, and so he has to... His whole purpose now is that he's just trying to get out of this dimension to get back to Asgard because he knows that Asgard's falling apart because his father's not there because uh, we we skipped over it a bit but since Odin was his Odin ends force. up being not in New York and once they did the stuff with Doctor Strange Doctor Strange son tells him and shows him that he's Norway. somewhere in Norway and so we get like this Luke Skywalker treatment that like that Ray does and she goes ahead and like we see that Thor and um, Loki go and find Odin but it's but Odin like, gives fucking... like a little speech and he tells him about Hela but not much but not yeah not much he just gives her a little speech but like uh, in the sense that yeah your sister kind of is reawakened or like you guys gotta be careful because she's fucking strong why didn't you tell us about this and yeah yeah yada, he gives him that little exposition but it's not really Odin it's like his fucking life force thing so it's like you're talking to a little hologram but it's it's weird. But that, that, not that that plays a big pivotal part, but it just gives more um, exposition on why Hell is doing this. Um, so yeah, Thor's stuck in this interdimensional realm thing, his planet, trying yeah. to get out because he doesn't have his hammer, and he's trying to fight because these people imprisoned him. So he's f- trying to fight so he can survive. And, and and who does he fucking meet in the Colosseum? The Grand Master's champion. It's the fucking Hulk. But before he gets to that fight, he ends up meeting some other characters, uh, Meeks and, oh, uh, yeah. and Cork, who is actually played by the director. He actually voices the character. And it's kind of funny because you think this big, like, topaz type, you know, this big, like, you know, gladiator who, who's made out of rock ends up having this, like, simple voice, like, Hi, I'm Cork. Um, oh, I knew a guy named Doug. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was just a very, like... Comical thing. Well, he was kind of hilarious, so I guess it was kind of funny seeing a character that is from the comics, Korg. Um, so, that was awesome. Oh, and giving it up, before talking about surgery, he actually was voiced by Clancy Brown, so he did the voice. If you guys don't know who Clancy Brown is, he does make, like, television appearances and uh, movie appearances, but if you guys don't know, he's the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants. So, yeah, so Clancy Brown was able to make an appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, okay, going back to the main plot, yeah, he runs into, uh, Korg, and of course Korg's been there fighting the Coliseum, he can't beat the champion, you know, and he's talking about, you know, they want to start a revolution against the Grandmaster, but they don't have, like, the motivation to do it. Like, they just don't have the means, like, it's... they don't have the platform to do it, because none of them can beat the champion, and then Thor, obviously being Thor, it's like, well, fuck it, I can, I don't care who this champion is, all I gotta do is beat him, and we should go. And it's like, the guys are big enough to do it, they just never, they haven't had a, never had a means to do it. And then we see that, like, when Thor's getting the ring, and they unleash the, the champion to fight, <laughs> to fight Thor, and then we see it's Hulk. And he's like, holy crap, it's the Hulk. So, like, the shit you see in the, in the trailers is basically the fight. Like, it's just them going crazy at each other, and him just trying to tell the Hulk that it's him. Like, he's trying to get through to Bruce. 
but he can't because the Hulk is is the fucking like he's their grand champion, and so they've been egging on this the Hulk side of him. It was a good fight, though. It, yeah, it was, was a good fight. fight. Yeah, it was they a good both fight. put on a, a, a good fight. Um, does Thor end up beating him? No, no I think what happened out. was I guess because I think what happened was either uh, I think this was the Grandmaster hit because I think Thor was winning. Yeah, yeah. But then the Grandmaster hit, hit like the button on his staff or yeah. something, and it shocked Thor because Thor still had the little because he was uh, kicking his ass. He still has that shock thing on his yeah. neck; it's still attached to his neck. So and he didn't, obviously he didn't want his grand champion losing to the first dude. Or this new guy, I don't know where it was being Thor, and so he shocks Thor's thing, and then um, they ended up knocking him out. And he ends up waking up in apparently Hulk's apartment. Yeah, like the, his his living space that they have for the champion. He wakes up with Hulk, and Valkyrie walks in, and Hulk's like, "Oh, angry girl!" Hulk's been, you know, like, and of course Thor is trying to get with Bruce, but Hulk's like, "Bruce is not here anymore." I've been, and, and you know, yeah. I guess he's been Hulk for like two years, because like I said, this film takes place two years after. Um, just Age of Ultron, <coughs> and we get, the, and then of course, uh, yeah. So Thor, Hulk's been Hulk for two years, so that means two years without Bruce Banner. So Hulk has been pretty much the predominant, you know, personality. And it's funny, like Hulk, you know, saying Hulk stay. He's like Thor Banner's friend, you know, yeah. not Hulk's friend. Hulk's and friend. it's funny seeing um, um, Hulk playing with the ball, like playing with those like bouncy balls, and he gets the ball like here in the background. And of course, Thor, you see Valkyrie coming in. And of course, I guess Thor, Valkyrie, and Hulk are friends. They're like sparring partners. He's got some angry girl. Hulk loves angry girl. Like, and then of course, you know, Thor keeps trying to get the Valkyrie and say, "Hey, you were part of Valkyrie's. What happened?" Yeah, you up like yeah. this. So it kind of, you know, Valkyrie, he recognizes that tattoo on her, like right? a tattoo on her face, like the markings. Yeah, and so he, he tries to. He's trying to like, yeah, uses his way of reaching into her and trying to get that because he's trying to tell her. He's first of all, he's just trying to give to Asgard, and he's trying to tell her that Asgard's in trouble, and you need to let me go. And, and come fight with me or something. No, yeah, she doesn't want to, because she doesn't have an allegiance to the, with the Valkyrie anymore. She doesn't want to, um, what, fuck, what were they called? I forgot what they were called. They were the Valkyrie, but she ended up, like, I guess what happened was Hela destroyed the army, basically. Yeah, and, and she so, was the only one left. And she was the only one left, and so she... She lost her way, basically. So, she, yeah, she... she lost her her sense of wanting to be with them so she left and so thor is trying to reach into that that sort of uh valkyrie loyalty they had to asgard when they dug you know just like if you're watching the the night's watch and game of thrones like that's yeah. they, that's their their call their duty you would see that they signed up for right they pledged to and so he's trying to reach through that but it's not it's not there's something that he doesn't know obviously what's keeping her and and her having such a close relationship with the Hulk, he's trying to break through to reach the banner as well. And so he's trying the best he can do being in that situation. But he's obviously better because the Grandmaster kept him alive. Um, so they're hanging out in Hulk's living space and he's trying to contemplate some sort of strategy on how they're going to get out. Um, and so he, he does reach... He does reach into the Hulk, and then, uh... He becomes becoming Bruce, and then... He starts, yeah, he starts calming down, and he ends up becoming using Bruce. Using that... The thing, he's using that same thing that, uh... That, oh, uh, like, Black Widow was using, Bible, I don't... Yeah, the sun thing. The sun thing, yeah. Um... So, he, yeah, he gets to reach in, and then we definitely see more as, as he... As the Hulk turns back into Bruce, you see more Mark Ruffalo in here, and... Obviously gets more, more interaction between him and, um... Him and Thor, so they kind of... And then, like, Bruce, they, they, like, they talks about that. what happened, like, he tried to remember what happened. Yeah, apparently. yeah, he's trying to remember... Because, like, he if comes you remember back, Age of Ultron, Yeah, because if you remember Age of Ultron, he flew in that jet, you know, and then yeah. Black Widow was telling him to come back, come back, and then all of a sudden, he just disappears. The plane crashed, and he was just... Like, his plane crashed, and I guess he got picked up by... By, by the scavengers, and basically, yeah, he got picked up as a grand champion, and he became... The, I guess what happened was, he years. became the Hulk... At that point, because it, what happens, they end up finding the ship. The ship was in the junkyard, but the problem was um, he had to wear oh, clothes. Yeah. And they find like they finally find the ship, and then you see a little short cameo by Black Widow, you know, oh, trying yeah. to trying to get like the Hulk to come back and stuff. And then you, there's Tony's clothes were in the Quinjet, so he had to go dress in you know his clothes. And then all they had to try to find, I guess the ship gets destroyed by the Hulk because the Hulk he turned Bruce turns up turning back to the Hulk and he ends up destroying the, the Quinjet. Again, and then he comes back to Bruce, and then he ended up getting clothes, like Tony Stark's clothes. It was kind of hilarious, him wearing Tony Stark's clothes. And 
You know, because Bruce doesn't remember that much what the Hulk did. Basically, he's like oblivious. Like he know he was the grand champion. Right, he doesn't. Stuff. No, he had no. Those are two separate. But people don't realize the Hulk and Bruce are two separate things. They're just sharing the same body, but are two mm-hmm. different, completely two different personalities. Then, yeah, him being the Hulk for two years, even though they were, he was probably stuck in this dimension that they don't even know the time and how it works through there. It's like everything doesn't really have a thing there. Um. So they go and they they make their way back to Asgard and he has to go, you know, and then we see that uh, he does get a hold, he does get a hold of Heimdall and he's just trying, like, how do I get, how do we get back in? And because he has the sword. um, Heimdall has the sword for the gateway. He has the sword for the gateway because Scourge was watching it until Hela took over and then Scourge ends up being... Hell is like henchman now because, because it's like he saw what Shaw Yeah, she, she literally demolished all the the armies, the yeah. armies, and that were watching everybody just single handedly by herself. She killed everyone, and then Scourge is there, and it's like, and she was, just took a fond to him or a liking to him because he was just like, please don't hurt me. Like he was just like, I'm gonna, I would just do what you say. I don't want to die. Yeah, he's like, do you want true powers? Like I'm not gonna, I don't want to die. Cool. And so she joins him, and we never really see him like fight as an antagonist he was kind of like there like he would fight towards the obviously in the end is a climactic c- cinematic battle towards the end like i kind of like for that. a fact that conscious does play it told like i mean well yeah, yeah. even though i signed up for this you know i seen what she's what she's doing in the capability he started having second thoughts um yeah i mean yeah that's what happens like she's basically i guess she's looking for something in in asgard or something in there well, like, we, yeah because she's trying to find over... the true like what's basically and then we find about the like you know, there was a mural. But the funny thing was the mural. She saw the mural, how she destroyed it, and everybody yeah. like the true how yeah, the Asgard was. How they got the because basically, them. she was trying to show the people like it was all alive. That oh, like how come then Odin never talked about her? How she yeah. was hidden away, like she was covered up, and it kind of makes sense. Only you know, two sons. Like she, like her everything's covered up, like no one knows who she was, and all this stuff. Like basically, the history between her Odin was like washed away, like covered up. Like I say, he covered up and made it seem like he was the one who who built the kingdom himself when it really was him or her, and she was his like his tool because of destruction. Because she would they they showed the mirror when she unpieced it and showed what it was actually there. It was just like him and her in the middle, like conquering people like, or pulling yeah, armies, like fire and brimstone just around the circle and just armies taking over, and it was just like. Which was good. I I think they. I mean, it's obviously not an original con- conflict for characters to go through, but it's pretty sweet because she's uncovering like the lies that Odin painted for this magnificent kingdom that was Asgard. Um, so they make their way through, and, and I mean, don't forget about Loki. Fight. You better not forget about Loki. Oh yeah, well then the, yeah. So Loki obviously is Loki, being Loki. He always has his own agenda. But he ends up getting in the Grandmaster's favor, and so yeah. So while they're <laughs> while Thor was being captured and being held prisoner, Loki's saying, "Oh, he's my brother adopted." He's like, he tries to play it off him that he didn't know him, but it was really yeah, like he was his brother. He just didn't go into how detailed they were as far as the relationship goes, and obviously Thor reveals it more because he's just like oblivious to it. And of course, Thor, being like the bigger man, tries to get Loki to help out. You know. Even though they they see their differences, you know he can still think he still think, believes that Loki still cares for Asgard. You mm-hmm. know, bottom of his heart, even though Loki is somewhat evil, he still has you know that regard for Asgard. You know, that's the place he grew up in. So, eventually, they do get together and they actually bring Korg and Meeks. So they end up like causing an uh, uprising in the Grandmaster's area. So basically, everyone starts rising up. Yeah, it's how they, it's to how get they a ship eat. basically to get a transportation ship. Yeah. So they all join forces. So basically, you got the Avengers. That Thor calls them the Avengers. So they, yeah, they all they all they all escape to get to uh, Asgard again. They had to escape out of the Grandmaster's prison shit, where he keeps all the fighters. And finally, they get Valkyrie to help out with the cause. And so they all make it to out to Asgard and all that stuff. And then, then they get to fight Hela. So they make it through the Bifrost. So they're main all the mainly the fighting happens on the fucking the Bifrost bridge or whatever yeah. that connects Asgard and the Earth Realm. Which is pretty and cool. the other realms, yeah. It just looks really nice. Oh, yeah. It looks pretty dope that they're fighting on this like weird transparent road. Um that could still be that's getting broken down and, and like we see we see um Hella's armies trying to surround them because they have the ones coming from the oh, yeah, we the, have the, the escaping as guardians because he gets Hemdal Hemdal rounds up whatever all the people that he can. Just put him in safety. Um, before, yeah, to take him to safety before Hela gets... Because apparently... Hela, when, she, when she killed the armies defending Asgard, she took over and brought her own 
Yeah, made apparently hidden in the, in the throne room was the burial chamber for all her for army. For all the old army she, used to, she, she controlled. And then her yeah. dog, which is a giant wolf thing. I don't know if you forgot what the name crazy. was. I don't know if they ever mentioned the name of the wolf. It was like her pet or something. And it was like a giant wolf. So she brings, she uses the internal plane. Apparently the internal plane like gives a resurrection oh, yeah. to life. And then that was the thing that Searcher was after. Because he's like, eventually if I destroy you, I'll get that eternal plane. Apparently the eternal flame brings things to life. And she uses it to raise up her army. Of course, Hamdal is just fighting that one guy in the beginning, that one yeah. monster thing. Yeah, yeah Searcher, yeah. So basically, um, I say Hamdal took the people to a secret bunker before Hela finds out where they are. Um, and then um, she uses the internal plane to raise her army. So now back to the Battle of the Bridge, which to me, honestly, was one of the great fight sequences there, too. It was a good fight. Between um, Hela, Thor, and Loki. I mean, he tried it. And it was funny seeing Bruce Banner. Oh, like, God, because Valkyrie doesn't know that Bruce Banner was the Hulk. Yeah, no she, idea. She, she never knew that was him. Like, she's like, all like, who's this puny guy? Like, she's like, in her mind, she's like, who's this puny guy? It's like, Bruce? I feel like I know you from somewhere. Like, they they play that, like, they're, cause, because they were so much buddy-buddy when he was the Hulk. And then we see that, like, once Bruce Banner's back to form, that... That he comes back and it's like wow because he, he just has this strange feeling that he knows her obviously and they do um <clears throat> and it's weird too because they get along and we see that dynamic too but um they all they all do this climactic battle on on, on the the bridge and we see um at, we see Heimdall and his and the people trying to get off of that but then she has her armies trying to surround them and so they're all, like, her armies are trying to surround and then, the bridge. And um, Loki is bringing, and of course the ship actually follows them, because remember Corrigan and the rest of them got that one giant ship, uh, transportation ship, they so they're trying to get the, yeah. and then, like, basically what, um, Odin's last words were that Asgard's not a place, it's in your heart. Mm-hmm. Asgard's with families, with people. It's the people. Asgard is the people, not the home. Not the home, yeah. So they try to get the people to escape, because Asgard basically is destroyed, like, the kingdom is destroyed, so, like, they have transport ship, but the problem is hell is stopping them. Then we find out that the hammer was not like Thor's main source of power. That Thor had power all along. It was just the, it was just the hammer was just limiting his power. Yeah. Oh yeah. We find out that Thor actually has power within him. He always, yeah, he always had so much emphasis with the the hammer, and he thought he was nothing without it. And it showed that he, I mean, he's a son of Odin and all that. So it showed that his he, you know, he uh, tapped into his ultimate potential or his godlike potential of other powers and. We saw him being very, being a formidable foe to Hela. As, as and then he lost fight. his eye. Oh fuck! Yeah, he loses his eye because uh, if you if you read the comics, him. you see Thor now in the comics. He has an eye patch. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she they they get that. So that's kind of cool. They're trying to bring some sort of uh, modern esque to the to to his character. And so they take off his eye, and he's not even wearing a patch. So we see it all. And so it's kind of cool that they have that. But um. It was a pretty good fight. Like they, this all three of them are trying to throw some some shit at him with the, with the likes of Loki. I don't don't remember if he's. Oh no, he was ends up fighting the other people. Yeah, he has to fight the dead armies. He had like the yeah. daggers, and then that was the funny moment was they were when all fighting. Was when Bruce dope. jumps off the jet and he just right hits the fucking pavement. Everyone's like they pause for a few seconds. They're like what? They all look yeah. around. Even the even the giant dog thing is like huh? And like er? Yeah. And like, he oh, just yeah. falls. And apparently he actually up hulking up. And he fights the dog, which is hilarious. The dog, yeah. He ends up like beasting the dog to the point the dog falls over the waterfall. And they talk about we're scourging all this, and the scourge ends up, you know, I'm not gonna fight. I'm just gonna flee. Like he ends up, he, he, he ends up hiding with the people. Yeah, he, he picks up like a, a weird old cloak thing, and he just hides with the people as they're escaping because he's like, "Fuck this, <laughs> definitely not. I'm not gonna just elite, throw my allegiance everywhere now." So he runs with the women and children before they even notice that he was the one leading the fucking uh, coop of Asgard, but. Yeah, we we get the fight, and then we we Hell is obviously somewhat defeated for what they they kind of led us on to believe, and we see that Asgard is kind of getting restored into what it should be again with with Thor at the helm, and so now they end up escaping in the ship, so they end up going to space. Yeah, and that's basically, and Thor ends up being then, and the people just respect him as king. So now you got Thor. Loki, all them, plus, uh, you know, Korg and the, most of the escapees from the... They get to be in Asgard now. They get, well, not Tiger Asgard, just the ship itself. Yeah. And then they ask them where they're going to go. They're going to go to Earth. You know, there's no more Asgard. And what, uh, so I'm assuming they're actually going to Norway because, uh, I mean, that's where Odin was before he passed away, so... And that, that leaves us there, um, and of course, um, there are two post credit scenes. 
Um, one during the mid credits. Uh, it's basically um, to give you a spoilers if you haven't seen the credits for the movie. Just a spoiler. Um, they actually run into Thanos' ship. So Thanos' ship actually makes an appearance. Like, it was freaking crazy, because as soon as that shit brought everyone to theater, was like, <gasps> like, holy shit, you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> like, they're gonna run to Thanos. Wrenching closer and closer. To Infinity War next year. And of course, the post-post-credit scene ended up being the Grandmaster, because people were like, well, we were probably wondering, like, where the hell was he? Yeah. And apparently, his ship went down, way. and he popped out, and then, you know, and he's like, trying to say, hey, we did, Rebellion, yay, and then it's a little scavengers again. Like, food, or like, something else. And then, uh, who knows who either he gets beaten up or eaten, we don't know. Yeah. It just fades out of the way. So it was like, to me, it was yeah. an unnecessary thing, but a little comical thing at the end. Yeah, it was doing it. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely not a, a worthy, worthy to wait for the second credit line. Maybe just the Thor one, the mid one. The credit one was to me. You but of course, being, it was that. the Marvel thing, so it was a Marvel-esque thing to do, like the way after credits yeah. for something to happen. Like, of course, with Spider-Man Homecoming, we had the whole Captain America PSA yeah. thing, like, patience and stuff. Overall, the movie was... I enjoyed the movie. You know, it was, like, to me, I it was the first, like, comedy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the past few movies were, like, you know, dramatic. You know, there, there was some romance, but to see it actually... To me, I was mostly laughing throughout the movie. There was, like, a lot of funny scenes in there. So I could tell with this director, he tried to go for more, like, a comical take on it. But, I mean, there was still action, some drama, but a lot of comedy in there, which I was surprised at. Because, I mean, there's not enough, there's not a lot of comedy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because most of all the movies have been, like, dramatic and all that stuff with its characters. But, just to say, you know, hey, get... They, just, they would get, just deal with certain characters. And try to give them, like, more personality. And, you know, I enjoyed it. I mean, the characters were great. You know, I really enjoyed Valkyrie's character, you know. You know, you need another strong female lead in there. And, you know, Tessa Thompson, she played a good job. She did a great job acting as Valkyrie, you know. Get that character, you know, personality and, you know, how she fits in with the whole uh, cinematic universe. I know she's I've been, I know she's been confirmed that she is going to appear in uh, the Infinity War alongside Loki and Thor. So there, I know them three are going to be in there. So because, I mean, if you saw the, 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 the mid-credit scene, you know, obviously they're going to be in Infinity War. Something's going to happen, I'm assuming... The beginning of Infinity Wars, where either Thor's ship lands on Earth or they're trying to escape from from Thanos. So, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. Like, seeing the writing was great. You know, the 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 visual effects were phenomenal. Music was great. You know, they were playing a lot of Led Zeppelin's um, "Immigrant Song," but I mean, it kind of fits into the whole dynamic what the movie was all about with the music wise. Yeah, they were they were trying to still go with the '80s type of stuff that's been popular lately, obviously because of the turning of a generation. Um, that's the pro, right? You want pros? Pro, that's the pro. To me, the pro pros? was those three things. Like, honestly, it was just the writing, <laughs> the acting, and pretty much the visuals Boots. for me. Um, con-wise, um, I would say the con-wise, I would have to say, they didn't do enough for Surtur. That was, like, my only gripe with it was Surtur, because, yeah, he appeared a little bit in the beginning, and then a little bit at the end. Because I mean, we forgot that Surtur ends up finding Hela, so I guess Loki uses the internal plane to bring Surtur back. And Surtur ends up, like, destroying him, because like, Ragnarok was, like, an event. It wasn't, like, a thing. It was an event that was, like, Asgard was going to fall, according to the term of Ragnarok. But, I mean, well, Ragnarok, be, like, a prophecy. That's like, a prophecy. Happen, yeah. But, yeah, Surtur could have been better. I mean, yeah, Clancy Brown did a good job voicing the Surtur. I wish they'd show more of them. But it was, like, the first them. five minutes of the film. And plus, no Enchantress. I don't know what the deal's going on. Like, yeah. we've not seen an Enchantress yet. You know, we were waiting, I mean, you got discouraged, and you, obviously you're supposed to have the Enchantress. I don't know if there's something to do with the movie rights or something. Uh, I'm assuming Enchantress just, like, falls under it? Thor. I don't think she falls under Fox or anything, but it no. kind of sucks that we don't see her yet. I understand they want to focus on Loki and stuff. I mean, Enchantress was part of Loki's regime, so I mean, I don't know why they never brought her into the picture. That was one thing, too, though, we never seen Enchantress, so that's my gripes. But other than that, those, those are my gripes of the movie. Other than that, like I said, it was a good film. So what are your thoughts? Um, What's your pros about it? Pros? The pros for me, uh, I did like... I liked how they got more... There's a lot more action this time around. Something I didn't like about the Thor movies is that like you get a good amount of dialogue and a good amount of action. But my part, my thing was with the first one is that there's a lot of exposition because, you know, it's an origin story. you got to bring Thor in. But I was just like, ah, this is way too much. But um, as far as Thor Ragnarok... I liked it. I thought it was... The action scenes were good. Um, 
the the moments they have with the cameos of different characters are don't feel. I mean, they they give it a little. It seems campy because they have to chime it in, but it didn't. They didn't chime it to the point where it's like okay, they had to do it because they have to play fan service. But they at least made it so the little cameos did make a significant impact in the somewhat of the storyline that they have in the in the movie. Which is fine. I, I think that they did a good job with that and the, of incorporating Doctor Strange and, and incorporating Hulk more with these since he doesn't have his own standalone movie that wasn't directed by somebody else. Um, by Ang Lee. Was it Ang Lee? Yeah. And uh, so it was nice to see that. Um, I did like how they were trying to put in more characters, different types of characters again. But um, the cons I have, maybe, for me, I don't, I didn't like I think the plot was way too jumbled. Um, way too jumbled. Because we have one... The pacing of the movie was weird. It was all over the place. Like, for instance, how the grand, the whole Grandmaster thing, I thought they they did a good job of, of showing why Hulk is there and all that shit and his reasoning for, for Thor to get him out of there and, and to get back to Asgard. And they do the escape thing. But... What I'm seeing from Marvel is that they keep running into the same tropes because they don't want to... Obviously, they got to pay fan service, but they also don't want to, you know, break the formula they, that they've created for themselves. And so, I think the... the a con for me is actually your pros, man. Because I was like, I didn't think... The funny... The, the comedic relief they tried to throw in there was... For me, it felt really corny. Like, they were trying way too hard with the jokes. Trying to be somewhat obscure because they were trying to be the funny... I mean, you could just tell from just from the font they used for Thor Ragnarok, it was definitely 80s feeling. It was like, let's just use this, like, video game looking thing. Let's keep the good vibes going with that we see with Guardians of the Galaxy. So it, it definitely had that same vibe for me this time around, as opposed to Dark World. Because Dark World did have its funny moments, but I always expected it from Loki. And when I see these little funny one-liners that Thor will throw out, not saying Thor isn't witty with his stuff, but Th- Thor to me is such a serious character that it's hard for me to very much see like oh he's trying to be funny like he's testing his left a funny bone um so for them to try to be funny this marvel does do that because you should be any comic you read from marvel whatever they have some sort of comedy throw in there because it's it's a fucking fantasy you should still have some fun with it and we see that that they try very hard to be funny and for me it just the jokes are kind of like oh it's a little cringy but that's you know my and my humor is different from your humor so it makes sense so it's just like it made me feel a little cringy with that. Um, even the Kirk's, what's his name? Korg stuff. Or, Korg, yeah, Korg. Like he was the way he talked. It was just so weird. I got a place because it's this big dude, and he's like talking very. Oh, it's just a big teddy bear. Like he seemed like a nice guy, like a nice guy, very nice. But I'm just like, this is awkward because he was definitely the comedic relief there. But it was just like I don't know, very cringy for me. And then I just felt all over the place as far as the pacing goes. I'm not saying it's entertaining for pros. You know, it's a good mar. It's a Marvel movie, so like, go in it with an open mind. I, it's it's entertaining. It, it felt like an Ant Man. Um, I like Ant Man better than Thor Ragnarok. Sorry, but I do. But it gave me that same sort of feeling to where it's like it's a good, like it's a funny movie. It has it's more lighthearted than Dark World because Dark World is just what the the fucking aliens come and try to. It take was the Dark Elves. It was yeah, dark elves. sorry, Dark Elves. So and then this time around, it's like. We don't necessarily have the dark elves coming around this time. It's more or less like an evil sister. A person. It was like a sibling sister. rivalry, basically. Yeah. It was. It was so a the, giant barter and sister fight. Yeah. So the storylines aren't any. That's the thing for me too. Is that it wasn't anything new. That's what sucks. Is that this one? It's just a bunch of like kind of cliche story arcs put into one movie because they couldn't. I. I would be very shocked if they decide to stretch it out for another Thor standalone movie. Because if they do this, I'm, I I will not. Well, I mean, I mean, based on this, I guess they were trying to. Because we never tried to. Do? Since this was the last movie for the year, because the next movie next year will be Black Panther, which per right, much, like I would much rather them focus on these like, new other characters and bring them, uh, give them a chance at the start. I uh, like the silver screen, as opposed to making like part four Thor, or if we're gonna do another fucking. Um, if we're gonna do another Iron Man, like all we I know is we like, don't need any of that anymore. Yeah. Like if you're Honestly, gonna yeah, we need use to your out. money for use the money for to new invest characters, in our characters, and then do these big fucking climactic climactic movies with um, all the characters because which like, they are doing next year. Because I, I can't I can't follow this anymore. Like even with Guardians of the Galaxy two, hate to like talk about this one during the Thor review, but 
it gave me the same feeling to where it's like, it was decent, it was a decent movie, but, man, it wasn't as good as the first one. The, and the second one, this, this Thor one is like, they're, they're playing, they're riding high with the Thor and Loki thing, but now it's like, after even seeing this one, it's like, I don't know what other dynamic you can throw at us that we don't know that, yes, Thor and Loki, deep down, they still have that brotherly bond, even though Loki. they have it, even though Loki still has that, he has that fucking manifest destiny of going to the throne, but they, we still know that they're, that's never going to change. So we, we need that. It's the same reason why Goku and Vegeta and Dragon Ball Z have that. We like seeing that dynamic. However, it's not changing. We we caught, we're on board with that since the first one. It's never going to change. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. Like my bro, my bro, Andy has a point. It's like honestly, we're, I'm done with that. There's no plans yeah. for Thor and Iron Man three because I mean, right now all I know is like Downey's contract is pretty much done after the next two Avenger films. I know he's not going to be coming back anymore. I mean, Chris Evans has been like teasing that you know, probably uh, Avengers three and four will be his last hurrah. As Captain America. Yeah, they're all getting old, guys. They're they're, yeah, age comes. Yeah, they're I understand. From their, like, they're in like the 30s and 40s. Robert Jesus, honestly, he's the oldest of all of them. So them he's like 20s. So they're not like any brisk. We're not. We're not seeing any fucking like youthful actors that isn't like. I mean, Tom now, Holland, I mean, based on their plan, I mean, based on the way Marvel Studios plan are, I don't see any more Iron Man sequels, no Thor sequels. Like the only thing I know right now, they are playing. I know next year, next February. We're going to get Black Panther, so we get to see go into his life, you know, how he came to be. So that's a cool origin story to set up, you know. But it's not like an origin, so I'm, I'm assuming movie. it's good. It, it, the way the teaser trailers are for it, yeah. it looks phenomenal. And I kind of like, you know, they're going to dope in his background. He fits. Uh, and, of course, Captain Marvel has been planned by no for a fact. Just to give you guys for a warning, she's not going to appear in Infinity War. They already said, she's not going to be, you know... Captain Marvel is not going to be in Infinity War, but she is confirmed for Avengers 4. Because now with the whole thing, oh, Infinity War is going to be one big movie, and then they're going to have Avengers 4. Um, because Captain Marvel is coming, back, is coming in 2019, I believe, is when Captain Marvel comes out. Mm. So you still got that. You still got Ant-Man and the Wasp next year. So that's coming out. So you get to see, you know, Evangeline Lilly coming back as the Wasp. And now Michelle Pfeiffer... Is coming is going to be the original Wasp, like no. Janet Van Dyne. So I don't know. She's just coming back for a flashback. I'm assuming that's what oh, it right. is. How they do with Michael Douglas's character, and I kind of like how you know they had you know Hank Pym and all that. I'm um, going off topic here. Like I said, that's the next movies I go. I mean, being this is what's the last Marvel Cinematic movie for this year. You know, following you know following Spider-Man: Homecoming and Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, they close out the year with Thor: Ragnarok. Like I said, it's a good film. We, I mean, if you're like following the cinematic universe like we are, go ahead and check it out. Um, see for yourselves, guys. But um, honestly, I enjoyed the film. It's supposed to be my brother. I mean, I I enjoyed the film. You know, it's like I said, it was the last well, Marvel Cinematic Universe for the year. Like I said, next year will be Black Panther, then the Finney War, then Ant-Man and the Wasp is scheduled for next year. So I believe those are just the three for next year. I don't think anything else has been scheduled yet. I know 2019's Captain Marvel and the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's it for so far. But I can see so far. I haven't had a chance to see what the next um, plan is. Um, but honestly, uh, if you enjoy Thor Ragnarok, you like the characters, definitely check it out. It's Right now it's playing in theaters, so definitely check that out. Let me see before we go. Let me see here um, what the next plan movie is before. But other than that, I enjoyed the film. Yeah. Um. Cause I know they had this phase. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's, I I wanted to like the film. I really did. Not saying I don't. It's entertaining, but it's not my favorite Marvel film. And it may just be I'm getting fatigued. I don't know what it is, but like this movie definitely made me be more objective to the point to where it's like, damn man, am I getting that like superhero movie fatigue to what people are getting sick of? As far as like, I'm a big I'm a big opponent of Hollywood in the sense that like they don't want to. They don't want to fund creative ideas. They rather just fund whatever makes it work because it is a business. So you need to make money, right? I understand. Um, <clears throat> but it's just the the super movie fatigue or the super movie thing, which has been lasting since the early two thousands, is when it's really made stride to what it is now. And being it's such a big blockbuster thing that they have to surround this movies, the summer movies, with this. Um, just from seeing the previews uh, and seeing this movie, I was just like, damn, I hope I'm not getting too tired from the superhero movies. Because I do really enjoy superheroes and comics and what it, they are, because it's, it's another fantasy, and, and I think it's awesome. Like, I'm never going to get tired of the source characters and all this stuff. It's just seeing them turn into feature films, and now that we're, like, 
what, this is phase four, where we've gone through three phases already, and we're already at the third movie of Thor, and I'm just kind of like, oh, man, I saw the fir- I saw pieces of the first one, I fully saw the second one, and I see this one, and they're so different. All three films are definitely different, so yes, you should give it a watch. It's it's a, it's a two hours, and it's a long movie, but I, it's for the most part, it's not terrible. It's a good movie. I liked it way better than Suicide Squad, way better than Batman, always, Batman vs. Superman. Way better, so like, but that's DC. I'm not, I shouldn't compare both like that. But it's overall, it's an entertaining Thor movie. Um, wasn't terrible. Not maybe not my favorite out of the, out of the three so far. But it's it's a, eh, there's more pros and cons to this movie. I, I give it. It's a solid Marvel movie, but you know, it's it's kind of run in the mill for me. It, it definitely opened up. Um, it opened up my. Uh, my comic blinders in the sense that like I wasn't getting too tired because I get excited for these seeing these movies finally come to the screen because you know no trailers so when I don't see it and I did see the trailer because I showed it during Spider-Man and um they had to see the Star Wars one again but it was it was a decent movie to close out the year yeah I, I think it was a decent movie it was entertaining yeah so it, it, like I said like I enjoyed the film so um, close it off you know basically uh, yeah I mean it was something that's close the year three out of five. You give it a three out of five. I give it yeah. about four, I give it about four and a half out of five. You know, I'm um, being you know, I give it four and a half out of five. You know, if you guys have a different opinion, you guys have every opinion. Yeah. Everyone has their opinion. Yeah, so, opinion. yeah. So, like I said, you know, that's all the time we got for you guys. Um, if you guys have any topics in the world of pop culture, you guys wanna you know want your voice to be heard. Um, feel free to go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the franchise network, where I post my links to this podcast itself it's the home of the talking pop and the and don't forget to catch out my vlog on youtube which is youtube.com slash the franchise network and i put my weekly vlog on there basically telling you guys the even the life of a pop culture geek you know i love and you know this is the, like the second project i'm working on and i enjoy doing this podcast because i get to talk about more and plus i get to do this with my bro andy because honestly we love pop culture and we have different points of view when, when it comes to pop culture so that's it. if you want your voices to be heard like I said, shoot me a comment, shoot me like an email. I mean, I'll put my email up there. So my email is at at um it's A J A B it's A J B A R eighty five at gmail dot com. If you want to, you know, on a topic, or you can tweet me. You can follow me on Twitter at the franchise eighty five. You can tweet me a topic idea. Anything you see that's coming out in pop culture news that you want me, my bro Andy, to discuss about, give our guys, give our opinions about. Like I said. We do this podcast for you guys. This is like the like the geek culture speaking out right now, getting the voices heard out there. Because I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of pop culture, but it's hard to focus on so many things. We're so saturated with so many things now that it's it's got to weed through all the the crap now to see what we're watching. Um, <coughs> and like I said, I think our next one will probably be what like, like a Star Wars. Will be the next thing we'll probably talk about is Star Wars that's coming out next month. I know the Punisher it just came out right now, so we still gotta watch the yeah, Punisher. So we'll probably do a review on the Punisher soon, and also um the Runaways came out too. Marvel's oh, Runaways, yeah, and then we got the Inhumans TV show. I mean, there's a lot of Marvel stuff on the it's small a lot screen. To catch up on guys, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. stuff to catch up on. So like I said, um like I said, you guys got time, so feel free to go on my Facebook page and type in like a suggestion that you anything that comes into your head when it comes to pop culture, and we'll discuss it. On the, on the next podcast so that's all we got today so i'm the franchise Mandy. as always geek on and take care